0: Michelle. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Welcome to Better Words. Hey. Hey, Michelle. How are you going?
1: Good. You know what? It's so sunny and hot over here. It's lovely. Summer's finally arrived.
0: Oh, how nice. I'm cold.
1: <laughs> it's probably the same temperature.
0: I mean, oh, well. Give me a bit more credit. I know it's Queensland, but like still.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying it, it's, um. I think it's meant to hit like 29 here today. And I was like, yes, summer dress, sandals, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no. I was, this morning, I was like, I'm cold, boots, long pants, cardigan. Listen to me cardigan, <laughs> not even like a coat
1: yeah. or anything. <laughs> You're gonna need to get a coat, actually. I am not
0: going to survive when I move to Sydney. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say everyone should keep listening for when you drop that bombshell in the interview, but
0: okay. Yes. Well, maybe you can cut that out because <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> no, no,
1: it's okay. We'll leave it there. Everyone, Caitlin explains that in in our interview later. Um, so before we get into that awesome interview. Um, Can we have a non-spoilery discussion about Veronica Mars?
0: We certainly can because I don't have anything to spoil because I haven't watched it yet.
1: (gasps) Oh, see, Um, I have never, ever before gone to the lengths I have to try and watch this show. Like, I have heard about
0: I'm sorry to disappoint you. Normally I'm the one that's like, come on, Michelle, how haven't you watched this yet? It's been out for days. I know. And here I am. I, I'm a bit I've busy. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm just saying I'm a bit busy.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you are a bit busy at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so sorry. So our chat about Veronica Mars, the fourth season, may have to wait until the next episode. Um, but you know what I remembered the other day? Yes. We have a whole episode talking about Veronica Mars. Yeah, we do. Yeah, okay, we have a whole episode talking about the, yeah, we talked about all the previous three seasons um, and the movie. I don't remember if the fourth season had been announced yet or not even when we recorded that. Um, I actually, but I don't think it, it may have. have. No, I don't know. Maybe it hadn't, but. Maybe that's yeah.
1: why we did it. I can't remember. I
0: don't, oh don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't remember either, but um, the chat about the new season will have to happen in the next episode.
1: Fair point. I um, I would usually binge this sort of thing, but I am dedicated to actually getting some university and freelance work done, um, even though, like, you know, if I was at home and had my 9 to 5 job, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't I just wish I was like freelance so I could just binge all of this stuff." But I'm being so <laughs> good and I've only watched two episodes so far, and that was like as a reward for I like I watched the first episode and then I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to go any further. I'm going to get my work done, and then I can watch the next episode." So I'm trying to be really good. So we will put that discussion on hold. All I can say though is from, like, first impressions, so glad with it. So happy that the cast is basically all back. And, yes, I'm very excited to watch the rest of it.
0: I'm very excited to start watching it. <laughs> but I have um, never,
1: ever gone to this length before to, like, I, I bought a VPN so that I can get on Stan Australia because yeah. – when I found out it was going to be on Stan in Australia, but I am now in the UK and there is no release date for the UK.
2: Um,
1: You, our other friend, Austin, my friend, Vanessa, all of you I introduced to Veronica Mars and you all started tagging me and stuff about how excited you were (laughs) to watch it. And I was like, this is not fair. I bought this into your lives.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, no, it was very funny. I kept tagging you in all these Stan things, and then I was like, wait, can you even get Stan? And then I realized, no, because it's owned by Channel 9, isn't it? Um, I think so.
1: I think it might be Channel 9, yeah. So I bought a VPN, (laughs) and basically, for anyone like myself who doesn't really know what that is, it basically means it's a really good interface. I thought it would be all like, I don't know why I thought it would be like coding and shit. but Because it sounds illegal. That's why. (laughs) So it made me think of like the old LimeWire stuff back when we were teenagers.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Which
1: I never used because I could never figure it out. Um, But basically it's like an app. So I've got um, Surfshark, I think, because also some of them don't necessarily work with Stan either. Some of them are more American. So I've got Surfshark, and you just download the app, and you log in, and you just select the country that you want the IP address in. So I just selected like a, a, the Australian flag. I was like Australia, and then you can. Lo- it just basically puts your IP address, basically says that your location is in Australia, so that when you go to a site like Stan, which is geo-blocked from other places that I couldn't get into in England. Um, I can do that now, which is cool.
0: So. I mean, what a wonderful world we live in. <laughs>
1: I know. And that also means that I can, well, I'm going to see if I can get onto 10 Play and watch the Adam Goods documentary because I have heard so many oh, yes. things about it. I know
0: I want to watch this as well. I haven't yeah. watched it yet, but it does sound very interesting.
1: And hopefully it also means I can access ABCRU because I used to have quite the agent to that
0: yeah that would be awesome
1: yeah yeah so um it's we also did get the chance we also um looked at the us netflix um actually not that great
0: well not now it used to be fantastic because there was nothing on australian netflix but there's yeah aussie netflix got a bit better
1: Aussie and UK Netflix is so much better. When we switched to the US Netflix, my list of currently watching shows went from about 12
0: to 4. Oh, my God. I'm not surprised because I have been on your Netflix account where the first category of, like, shows that Michelle might like is British crime dramas with a strong female lead. Like, it's so specific.
1: <laughs> and then it's, like, irreverent British sitcoms.
0: You have such specific taste and it's not American, so. No,
1: that's why when we came to the UK, I was like, holy, this Netflix is the best thing I've ever seen, like, because it is my taste exactly. Like, it is so good. Funny thing, though, Offspring, both on UK and US Netflix, so no one has any excuse not to watch that amazing show.
0: That is so, that's such good news. I'm so glad to hear it. <laughs> You know what so, other yeah, British I've, thing I've loved recently? Oh, what? Yesterday. Yes, it's so yes, good. Yes, I, I saw it the other day. Oh, my God, it was so good. I, I loved, because, like, if anyone hasn't seen the trailer, the whole idea is that some kind of weird blackout happens and the whole world forgets about the Beatles, except for, like, one person. But and they also I just forget lo- about Coke and I just, Harry that's what I was going to say, I loved how many other little jokes there were about things that, you know, that had also been forgotten. Like he'd be like, oh, do you have a Coke? And they'd be like, what? And he's like, oh, Pepsi? <laughs> and he's <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And, but then, and, he, this
1: is, and this is not a spoiler, but like the last little joke at the end is like he says something like Harry Potter and they're like, what's that? And you are oh like, my oh, God. my God, is this his next thing? Is he going to try and
0: – like recreate <laughs> right harry potter. rewrite harry potter i know wow. i said to um my friend who i saw the movie with i was like what's the point of living in a world without harry potter coke and the beatles i'm like i do not want to live there <laughs> exactly
1: uh, my favorite quote of the movie was when um one of the ladies was like a world without the beatles is you know a, a world without happiness or something and i was like oh my god yes
0: <laughs> yeah it i know so it was such wonderful it really was such a fun movie and I, I really did really enjoy it and I loved, like, Ed Sheeran, like, Ed Sheeran's yes. character of himself, if that's how to phrase that, was so good. I really recommend it. Like, such a fun movie and, like, you know, you know all the songs and everyone's British and has great accents and it's great. <laughs> It, it is so, so It is so so good.
1: It's just very joyful and uplifting and I think yeah. that everyone can enjoy that.
0: Definitely. Yeah. The so other good. thing that I've been watching, which is not as uplifting because the emotions keep sort of getting me in the feels, is I've been watching Parenthood, which I think oh, I told you a yes. few weeks ago. So, oh, God. Like, I don't very know. I think to. I could – season five? So I think I can say season? this because the show – no, I think there's one more, but I think I can say this because the show's a few years old. One of the characters gets breast cancer, and I was like sobbing so hard for a few episodes there. Oh my god, like, that storyline!
1: I still remember oh my like that storyline is horrifically sad.
0: It's so sad, and like, oh my god! You know how there's all those memes and people say like, oh, you know, I don't care when people die. It's like you know when when dogs die in movies and stuff like that. Like, I generally don't care about the animals in movies, which sounds awful, but there was a part in one of the episodes where um, the character's husband, like, watched this video that she'd made for their children. Oh, my God. I was, like, sobbing so hard. Yeah. Although it's quite funny when
1: um, they try and get the weed to help her with the chemo. Oh, yeah. Um, like yeah. that. That's the thing, though. That show goes from oh, heartbreakingly goes, sad to really funny.
0: It does. It really is such a good show. I am so glad I decided to watch it. And, yeah, I don't know. You just get really sucked in by this family. I think it's, mm. you know, you watch a lot of, like, shows that are about, like, friend groups or, you know, things like that, and this... So there's basically no other characters except for the family. Like, there's a few, you know, here and there. But it's it's like this family, you know, like the brothers and sisters and, like, their significant others and their children. And, yeah, it's a really, really good family show.
1: And, you know, okay, this is going to sound weird, but in some ways it reminds me of your family, like how close-knit your family is.
0: Yeah, it does remind me of my family. So <laughs> I, I'm... Now that although I'm pretty sure you watched that show before you even met me but I'm sure you can sort of see that there and I don't know I guess in some ways my family is quite large but in other ways I don't know kind of depends. To you my family seems quite large but it doesn't to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah well I mean your family does seem so large to me and like really well connected and stuff too. I Mm.
0: think
1: yeah I can definitely see it plus it's just your genre of TV
0: show as well. So. I mean, it, it totally is. It's yeah. really great. Actually, our if genres. my family all lived in the same place, I think we would be like the Brave Bravermans. <laughs> but you anyway, so enough about parenthood. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I was just going to say, speaking of our genres, um, it will not
1: surprise you to know that what Jack and I are watching at the moment is a really dark British crime show.
0: Oh, of course not.
1: <laughs> no. We're finally watching Luther, which oh. I saw everyone talking about um, when I think it was the fifth season came out last year, um, and all my British friends were talking about it. And I was like, mm, I feel like I need to get on this. Anyway, we're finally, like, we're watching it all. Um, I think we're up to season three now. Oh, my God, it's so, so, so dark. Like, wow. one of the darkest crime shows I've watched, but I cannot stop watching
0: it. Yeah, see, this funny. show doesn't interest me at all. No. <laughs> How are <you're>, we friends?
1: <laughs> no. What's what's interesting about it? I like I don't find those shows interesting until there is a character. Like I think that's what connects all the things I like is an amazing Yeah, it's like character. the anti-hero
0: sort yeah, of thing. And that, yeah, and that
1: is like Luther, the main character Idris Elba is such a complicated person and like he's not 100% good, but then the things he does that are bad you start to justify like you're like, yeah, no, you're right, kill that person. (laughs) Like (laughs) you but you justify it because you understand his character and then you're fighting for him even though he is the most complex. I just I love complex characters like that. And I think that's why Jack can't understand why I like American horror story. Mm. Because I don't usually like horror and he finds it really scary. It's not. Oh, that's
0: cute
1: <laughs> <laughs> the thing that the thing that I find fascinating about American horror story is obviously Ryan Murphy's way of creating oh, these characters and these stories genius. that draw you in. And that sort of storytelling sort of defies genre, I think. Mm. Um, and I mean it's the same for books too. Like it yeah, that so for me like Yes, I'm interested in the crime stuff, but if this didn't have this same character, I think this show would be too much for me because it is very, very dark and, like, I have screamed a couple of times in our apartment, like, because (laughs) there was this one terrifying one about this guy going around London in a mask just randomly killing people and I, like, there is a bit where he pops
0: up in a car and I literally was just like, ah! Oh, my God. it's you know so what, you're scary. right though. I mean, this the thing about like the character being important. I mean, that's like what I say about um, like all the like Arrowverse TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. It's like I couldn't care less about you know, bad guys in the in running really fast in the suit or like whatever. Like, yeah. it's about you know, I don't know. Yeah, the characters somehow draw you in and keep you there, even when you mm. s- would have thought, no, I don't like superhero TV shows or I don't like. Like, really, 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 really dark, scary crime shows, although you mm. kind of do. So, I don't know. <laughs> but, the thing that's yeah. interesting, though,
1: is, like, you know I'm such a rule follower. We've got to the, the point in this show where there are people investigating Luther for being a crooked cop, and I'm, like, hoping mm-hmm. that they don't find anything, even though, like, technically yeah. he is breaking He's the rules. breaking all the rules. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, no, I don't want these people to stop Luther. And Jack would be like, oh, I don't like this person. Like, and I'm like, she's literally just trying to do a good thing.
0: And he's like, nah, yeah. she
1: doesn't get him. She doesn't get him.
0: Oh, it's so funny how that happens, hey? But, yeah.
1: Because yeah. in well. reality, you're like, no, pe- cops need to follow the rules. And, like, we can't have vigilanteism and stuff like that. And then in this show, and I'm just, like, totally encouraging it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, it And also, well, Idris Elba is just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he is. Also,
1: just before we just before we move on to our interview, I do just want to tell everyone to
0: watch the cats trailer. Oh, it's creepy. Why are we talking about so many dark and creepy things before this wonderful light (laughs) interview? I know.
1: No, what's what's funny about the cats thing is like it's so bad. It's hilarious. I
0: don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'd use the word bad. It's confusing. Why are they and, so small? Like, did i Are they well? Miniature? They're cats, Michelle. <laughs> but they're cats. They just look like people, so they look like what? mini people. They don't look enough like cats. Is the whole no. problem? That. Yeah.
1: I just can't understand though. Like, is that how the stage shows produced? Like, where I have they're no like idea. mini? Because those things were even smaller than than like cat size. Like.
0: I don't know. I wonder if this will be like a Sonic the Hedgehog thing. Like, remember how everyone, like, did that backlash for that Sonic the Hedgehog trailer and they pushed back the entire movie to adjust the animation?
1: I wonder cool. if that will
0: happen for cats.
1: Yeah. I don't I, – because we were even talking in our group chat and you were like, they need to turn down the CGI. And,
0: and I was like, yep, like,
1: totally No, they need agree. to turn it up.
0: They need to, like, oh, they do whatever, like, up, button will put more fur on them. That's what they need to do. <laughs> you know what, I think they
1: should just scrap that and go back to live action stuff and film it like they do the musical because the musical costumes look way better than that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The great debate, hey? Who
1: knows? The other weird thing is, like, why have the female cats got boobs? Because cats don't have boobs.
0: Like, I just... I know, but... And my... I don't know, my only oh, argument to sort weird. of justify that is that if you compare that with, you know, the actors that you're actually looking at with this weird fur skin sort of scene going on, like, you know, you look at, like, Taylor Swift and Rebel Wilson and Judy Dench and Ian McKellen and, like, you know, all the people, they just, they still look like human people that we know so mm. well. Mm. And that's the problem.
1: Mm. It's, it's, it's bizarre yeah. like I mean the the soundtrack is incredible and memories always
0: gives me chills but I know oh, and everyone in it can sing and like that's really exciting it's like the cast is amazing it's just like what's going on with the animation yeah it's like
1: what yeah. the hell like I just don't oh, I just don't know I don't think I can bring myself to watch it oh, yeah I, weird.
0: Don't, I don't know anyway it was definitely surprising but yeah <laughs>
1: Anyway, All right, well
0: enough um, about weird and creepy and yeah, nice dark things. or whatever things. Let's move on to this amazing light, lighter, funnier, um romantic comedy, you know, interview that we discussed that With sentences big announcement. in. The yes. <laughs>
1: week we're welcoming back two women who are always spreading the bookish love. They started Books on the Rail in Australia and published The Book Ninja in 2018 when we last spoke to them. We are currently celebrating the publication of their second novel while you were reading. So welcome back to the podcast Michelle and Ali. Thanks so much for having us.
0: Thank you so much for joining us again. Well, so excited to have another chat with you. I feel like we talked mostly about books on the rail last time and not actually about your writing, (laughs) but it's all right. We'll focus on that this time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Congratulations on the second book. Can you tell us a little bit about how While You Were Reading came about?
3: Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, so While You Were Reading, the idea came to us before we had even published our first book, the book Ninja. About six months before, we started brainstorming ideas for While You Were Reading um, we really wanted to write a second book. We also signed a second book deal, so we were contractually obliged to do so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: <laughs> um, While You Were Reading is, again, a bookish uh, romantic comedy set in Melbourne. Um, we really love... We've sort of created our own genre, which is bookish rom-coms, um, <laughs> uh, and it's about a girl called B who finds a book filled with inscriptions and scribbles and she falls in love with those scribbles in the book and she goes on a hunt around Melbourne to try
1: and find the owner.
3: Um, It's also about coffees and cafes and... Friendship and Melbourne and lots of different books as well.
1: I mean, nothing says Melbourne like
2: coffees and cafes, really. <laughs> uh, we had to include it. Yeah, she has a very special relationship with her barista, as, as us <laughs> Melbourne gals tend to. Yeah, I know I loved that. I feel like her only friend in town was her barista.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so important yeah. to find a good cafe, though.
3: Yeah, it really is. We Yeah, we spend a lot of time... I'm picking
1: our cafes and coffees very carefully. So that really (laughs) I'm so excited. I found one in Chesterfield that's like really reminds me of like Melbourne and it's really oh it's such a nice space to work in too and I'll go and just get one coffee and stay in there for like five hours working.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm sure they love you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah they keep coming up they're like do you need anything else I'm like no I'm fine thank you no they're really nice I chatted to them and was like I just live around the corner and it's nice to get out of the house honestly freelance life is I'm, I'm too talkative for this <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so the main character B works in marketing um and Ali I believe you also work in marketing so did your career and your experience inspire like hers
3: Yes, it was very similar actually. So um, B uh, works starts off um, scoring a job working on toothpaste and then decides that she wants to do more with her life and ventures on and tries to work on other clients and that's exactly what I did. I worked in marketing and advertising as a copywriter for a long time and then decided I was a little bit sick of working on things like toothpaste so decided to... <laughs> Go out on my own um, and started my own agency called Hedgehog, where we work with um, yeah different brands that we believe in.
0: I think that's, so. Did you actually work on a toothpaste campaign? Um,
3: yeah, I've worked on a few toothpaste campaigns in my, in my time. I've worked on dog food, toothpaste. I've worked on uh, anything that you can
0: imagine. The life of a
3: copywriter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I love I, um, that. Yeah, I do. I love that too. I mean, I really enjoyed that element of the story because I also work in marketing, um, and I don't work on toothpaste. Um, but <laughs> this week is actually my last week at my current job at a financial services company, which wow. is a bit boring and everything. But um, it's exciting because I actually got a job at marketing at HarperCollins. So I'm moving oh my to gosh. Sydney. That's yeah. Amazing. So. Yeah, I'm just dropping so that in the you. middle of
1: the interview. Yeah, I know. I haven't
0: like really told <laughs> yeah, a no, lot of people so exciting. but you Yeah, to thank explain you. explain
1: why you had to tell it in the interview rather than like before.
0: Well, because I read while you were reading on the plane to the interview. And I particularly liked the part where, you know, she's there working on Toothpaste and, you know, all the crew who work on, like, Melbourne Writers Festival are, like, all the yeah. like, all the cool people. And she's like, I want to be over there. And that's kind of what it's like. I'm, I'm over in, like, the financial services corner of marketing and I'm like, I want to work with books and I'm going over there.
2: <laughs> So you're living day's dream. Well done. Yeah, yeah. So it's
0: very exciting. So I read the book in one day on the planes, like to and from Sydney in a day. So. Oh my god. So you're moving to Sydney now. Yes. Next. Oh my god! Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. So it's all very exciting.
1: (laughs) So Caitlin will also need to
0: find a new coffee shop.
2: Yes, I will. Oh, oh, good luck! Yeah, yeah. Can't Melbourne can't compete with Melbourne
0: coffee.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. Don't, don't. Let's not get into the age-old rivalry here.
0: <laughs> I have to find a new cafe now. It's oh. very sad. Yeah, and you'll, ha- you'll have
1: to you. make friends with the barista. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and also, you should also find. You should find a book um, and fall in love with the the writing in it. And do you yeah. see where I'm going? Just, just like
0: live <laughs> out the whole story completely. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> Obviously, the storyline for the book Ninja was heavily influenced by books on the rail, but was there anything in particular that
0: influenced or inspired while you were reading? You know, apart from... Your career, Ali. And yeah,
1: <laughs> and apart,
2: from, apart from your Ali. career,
1: um, I meant like the love story and the
2: finding things in books. Well, Ali's definitely my number one inspiration. So it's hard, to, <laughs> it's hard to top that. I think I think something that we toyed a lot with is one of the elements was thinking about, you know, the books that we've loved so much and how we could become so intoxicated by um, stories um, and by sort of these like different narratives that, that take place that are faceless but you sort of fall in love with um, the mind of of the storyteller Um, so that was something that we were sort of intrigued by especially in today's day and age where you know tinder dating and bumble dating it's all about first appearance that you that that first impression based on appearance so we wanted to perhaps explore a different um, element and we also wanted to create a story which looked at all the different types of relationships there's obviously a big romantic um, story that takes place with Bea, not just while she's on the hunt for the book, that she has, um, you know, different love interests come, um, come by her way. Uh, but we also wanted to think about the different relationships that one has in order to create, like, a really full life, like friends in particular, um, you know, your colleagues, uh, the people that you meet through work and um, different ventures. So we wanted to, yeah, make her relatable um in that way that you know she she strove for a very guess um full life um with all the different relationships yeah and I think that does come across quite
0: well you know like even as you're saying that I was like oh yeah so she did have like this friend and the friend at work and her sister and like all these different things and you know that's very true of everyone we all have friends (laughs) sort of spotted around so it works well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I think it's also um it's
3: yeah we were also playing with that when b 2 B moves to a new city and it's hard as an adult to mm. make so many people have their cliques and their groups and um yeah playing with the idea of how you make friends as an adult and how mm. you relate to different people and finding different people in different circles and finding your your new group or your new clique when when you're an adult
1: yes so true yep. <laughs> you know what yeah,
3: michelle found...
0: and i sitting here like she's just moved internationally it, to
1: us. <laughs> i've found it's it's so funny that you know that's the theme of the book because um i found the way that i'm making new friends over here is very much based on people i know online through bookstagram or through other blogging yeah. networks and you know you've already got this connection where you have the same interests and it's sort of the same thing is when when you fall in love with someone's writing or whatever like you've already connected on that intellectual level so by the time you meet in person you're like yeah you're cool we're friends now like it's so it's such a weird way of going about things because you aren't doing it from the point of that situational connection where you're at work together and then you find out these things or you're at school together and then you find out you have this in common. Like you're going sort of backwards almost where you have all this in common, you might talk online a bit and then you're like, hey, let's meet up for coffee and now we're friends. Like it's just – yeah. Yeah. it's it's such a funny thing but also it's been like a saving grace for me like honestly Mm. it's been wonderful to be able to you know message people be like hey I know you live here and like we're visiting here do you want to get a coffee (laughs) which on some level sounds a bit weird but seems to just be accepted in the blogging and freelancing community that you know you, you just sort of do that and I found some co-working clubs nearby which is which is really nice because then we're all understanding the same struggle of just being by ourselves a lot of the
2: time. Yes. Yeah. And read books are such an amazing way to bond with people and to make connections. I feel like books and dogs are just like something that everyone can relate to <laughs> to a certain degree. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely. Um, we actually we went to stay with Kat who runs the book cat account. Um, yeah yeah. so and that was one of those things where when we finally met in person we were both just like oh my god we know so much about each other and we know (laughs) what we like or what we dislike because we've been following each other online for ages and you know I could tell you what kind of books she could tell you what kind of books I'd enjoy but we'd never met in person before and it's just such a funny feeling but it is a great basis for a friendship definitely yeah we have so many
3: online friends that we've never never met in real life but yeah (laughs) it is such a community such a bookstagram community which is why we also wanted to include bookstagram in our book yeah Yeah.
0: actually yeah tell us a bit
3: about that yeah so we decided for this book um that we really wanted to because we became such a big part of the bookstagram community which for those people that don't know it's the community of people on instagram that talk about and post about books but it really is such a close-knit community and so many people are online friends through it and we really wanted to include them uh the bookstagram community uh in our book um some way so we decided yeah to include photos from different bookstagrammers in the book and then um also to make they have her own bookstagram or start her own bookstagram and Show as well again that and that that's another way or another avenue that you can meet friends by creating a bookstagram and discovering and meeting people that way and sort of
0: expressing your feelings and opinions that way.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: it's so wonderful. I mean, obviously we're big fans of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, as bookstagrammers, you know, I really enjoyed seeing B sort of start to like post in her account and everything. But um we also know that they were not her photos. So would you like to tell us a bit about how that all
2: worked? Yeah, so we um we really wanted. To to include this Instagram element we um, not only because it it was so we love this bookish work online world but um, you know it has that really fun modern um, element I think Instagram is so much ingrained in our everyday life that we wanted to try find a way to put it in there Um, but we're not as talented as all these other amazing bookstagrammers (laughs) out there And as well, we, um, you know, our writing deadlines were so intense that we didn't have time to learn the art of photography. So yeah, we have some really amazing, mainly through um, books on the rail, some of our really dedicated book ninjas who we work quite closely with with a lot of different promotion book promotions. Um, Yeah, we just reached out to them. We wanted to find bookstagrammers all over um, the world. So we have a whole heap from Australia, um, a couple from the UK. Um, I think one from Germany Mm, and, yeah, we asked them, we sort of gave them a brief of of these photos and they created these beautiful images um, that are included in the book Um, and you can see a little shout-out to them uh, at the back of while you were reading. I think think that is so cool. cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, jinx. Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, We're not even sitting in the same room anymore, so we can't blame it on that. (laughs) um was that challenging in terms of like uh, I'm just being nerdy in terms of like a publication design sense was it challenging to include those photos when it came to actually putting the book together
3: yes um so well uh yeah luckily we didn't actually have to do it but I think the publishers initially I didn't want to do it <laughs> but we had such a clear vision for it um and then yeah they I, then they were definitely on board with having the photos in the end but yeah I think oh, it's something good. that they don't usually do um so it was a little bit different but yeah luckily we're, they were very on board with it at the, on the end and were really excited about including I think once yeah we decided to include all the books bookstagrammers they were really excited about mm-hmm.
2: that I think we just I think they just said you know we're not sure if it's if it's practical whether it is something that they could could do um as much as they love the idea and yeah I think we just said we'll take care of the photos just leave it up to us we'll (laughs) we'll make this happen we think really it's needed to sort of bring a fresh different element to the story I think it is I think it is really cool though it's like what I was gonna say it has
0: been interesting over the past few years to sort of see how like instant messages um Facebook posts, even Instagram captions and that are being included <laughs> in books and um, that have, yeah. you know, a focus, you know, I've seen it a lot in YA as particularly, you know, the focus on social media. But I don't think I'd seen one with actual pictures before. So that was cool.
2: Yeah, it was um it was good fun. We like putting it together. We we're very lucky. We we're in good hands with our books to grammar. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Um so anyone who picks up while you were reading, we'll notice that there were a few nods to the book Ninja, your first novel. So, why did you want to add those like little hints or references
2: in? Was it, did it just happen or were you like, oh, I wonder if anyone will notice? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was, I think it was mainly just us dealing with our separation anxiety from our first book and our first characters. Aww. Um, yeah. I don't think we anticipated how hard – I guess we were still working on the Book Ninja while we were starting to write this new book, so um, we were still very much mm. in their world. So it was it was hard to disconnect and, and create a whole Leave new Leave them one. behind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really was. So, um, yeah, I think we just – we thought we'd, we'd try to, to get, deal with that by adding them into the story as subtly <laughs> as possible um and we thought it would be a fun I mean there were such fun characters Frankie and B, and to have their their bookstore pop up and um some of the other other little nods to the book ninja it was just I think it was very cathartic and a lot of fun for us just to be able to include them again
0: <laughs> yeah I think one of my favorite um bits was when she did go into the bookshop and we see you know from a customer perspective yes. how how odd it seemed even though, I guess, yeah, from Frankie's perspective, you know, like we knew those characters and how they would just like hang out in the bookshop, and read, and you know, all these things. And then from a customer point of view, to come in and be like, yeah, the those weird girls over there. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a bit, it was very funny. Well, we're seeing them from like the other side, so well, a different side, I suppose. Yeah, but totally.
3: Yeah. yeah, I really like it as well. I've read a few books where they, the author ties, especially if it's in the same setting, ties all the they yeah they always plan to character in just for their loyal readers to see just as mm. like a little easter egg that they'll pop up and it's exciting to discover them when you're not expecting them because you feel like they're they're an old friend that you just discover mm. on your way on
2: your read, read when you're reading a new book and you're yeah. not expecting them to be there so and I yeah I, yeah. I think nice to know that these characters still sort of live live on even when you close the book you can sort of just imagine them continuing on their lives and you know still running the bookstore even though the story's over and
0: it was funny though because I think that was my thought I was like oh I guess they exist in this world too and then I had to be like Caitlin this world is Melbourne
2: like, <laughs> yeah. not,
0: like you know? It's not like Hogwarts or something. I was like, it's Melbourne. They can also be in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right.
0: <very> <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe that's just because I don't actually live there, but who knows? <laughs>
1: How did you two find writing together the second time? So, like, obviously you started writing this book while you were still finishing off the Book Ninja because of the way publishing works, but did you find this process a little bit easier? Was anything different?
3: yeah, so um this process, yeah, so the first book that we um that we wrote the book Ninja, we sort of wrote just by ourselves, but we didn't really have any pressure on us because we didn't think that anyone would read it but our mums. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then, this, then we realized that people were actually reading it, so we were like, shit, we need to start um. Really focusing (laughs) here. So so there was a bit more pressure, as well as Frankie and the first book, the book Ninja, is an author and her first book is very successful and her second book is a massive flop. So we were worried (laughs) that we were sort of being fortune tellers there. But then, um, but no, I think it was actually a lot more seamless. In all seriousness, I think it was a lot more seamless the second time around. We really knew how to write a book and we did a a lot faster, I think. And also, uh, the first round, I think, of the first draft was. I think a lot better written than their first draft of The Book Ninja just because we were so used to writing with each other. I think it's just, yeah, like
0: they say, the more you write, the, the better you get. <laughs> yeah. You've, like, gotten into a groove, so it was a bit mm. easier.
1: Were there any things that you wanted to change about your, like, relationship together as co-writers? Anything that you, you know, needed to, to turn around from writing The Book Ninja?
2: Well, I think we've been, we were pretty lucky that it, the relationship um, was pretty seamless. I think we definitely sort of honed in on our writing style. I think we, um, after having written a book together, we sort of created this whole new voice that sort of sat in between the both of us. Um, so I think that came a lot more naturally. And yeah, we were just so excited to have another excuse just to spend all of this uninterrupted time together Um, (laughs) laughing and and creating these new new stories but yeah Ali Ali's totally right that um, the process I think just came we knew what we had to do from the beginning whereas there was a lot more experimentation first time around
1: and then what about the publishing process itself like the actual, you know, all the edits and then the launch process and stuff, did knowing what to expect sort of make it a little bit easier?
3: Yeah, 100%. So we had no idea what it was like writing a book and publishing a book the first time around. Um, and then so, yeah, it was sort of just we were sort of thrown into it. We didn't know how many rounds we would get of editing. We didn't know what to expect with editing. We didn't know what to expect when we launched it and publicity and all of that. So the second time around it was a lot um it was a lot easier just because we yeah we knew what to expect we knew that the edits would come back and the editors would be amazing. <laughs> and last time we didn't really think that we had to do anything with publicity. Mm-hmm. We just thought that it would sell, and that would be that. But this time, which is yeah, a thing that we didn't really realise. Strange because I'm in marketing, but <laughs> but, um, but I didn't. I just sort of naively thought that the book would sell. But there is also an author's job once the book is published is so much on publicity and marketing. You really got to get it out there. Um, otherwise, even if it's the best book in the world, no one no one will read it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not if they don't know about it. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And that's going to be your job as well at
0: HarperCollins. Yeah. Yes, it will. It'll be exactly my job. So I do have a very important question for you both. It's a great debate about actually, like, writing in books. And obviously this is a big part of while you were reading because Bee finds (laughs) all those beautiful notes that she loves so do you write in books? How
2: do you feel about this? What do you think? Oh, a very big, a very yeah. big, controversial question. We might it is a lot of readers based on our answer. Um, <laughs> Ali and I were actually just talking about it the other day. We share a Kindle account. It's a bit sneaky, really, that we <laughs> have the same login. But, oh, um, no, it's cute. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's cute that you share a Kindle account. With. Yeah, we think so too. It's actually just Michelle's Kindle <laughs> yeah. account and I logging That's true. It. <laughs> it's my Kindle account. Ali mooches off my Kindle account. but I, Everyone I does like, that for Netflix. It's fine. You know, no, what's no, the exactly. difference? It's like another Netflix channel. So we have um, – we both – I've logged in my Kindle account onto Ali's um, iPad and we will read – um, books sort of back-to-back or sometimes we're reading books at the same time. And something that we like to do, leave little notes within the Kindle. So we're not writing on the book but um, mm-hmm. we leave little notes whether they're just um, like really um, like notes about how good this line is or how we're not sure what's going to happen next or about the plot or whether it's about, um, you know, I'm currently eating chocolate, what are you eating? <laughs> um, I could really just go a cup of tea. What are you doing right now? So yeah, we like to leave each other little love notes. So we've been doing that for many years. So perhaps that that was actually the subconscious inspiration for for while you were reading.
1: Oh my god, you two are friendship goals. It's so really
0: really (laughs) cute.
1: Are your like, other you, halves jealous? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that is so cute. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really cute. I think I think that should be what your next book is. Like Michelle and I can inspire you as well. Like best friends in different continents, and they can like share a Kindle account and like leave each other notes, and they'll be. Yeah. I don't know. You'll have to figure out what's exciting <laughs> about that plot. That's
2: your job. But. <laughs>
0: That can be what it's about. <laughs> I
1: wish I could inspire you with an exciting life, but really it's yeah. not.
2: <laughs> send, send your life tidbits away. You never know what <laughs> might fit into the book. <laughs> it's
1: just me trying to convince Caitlin that she should watch Love Island. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's a very good thing. It's so book. good. I'm not <laughs> this debate um, now, but it's so good. <laughs> I think
2: it's the best show ever. I've got to get into it. Oh, I'm it's a, I'm a bachelor gal. I'm through and through through I don't think I can branch out what about you Caitlin
0: I'm just not a relationship reality show Cal I'm like the voice the block I meant I meant the writing in the books. What? (laughs) (laughs) okay well sorry we're changing topics back now okay um no I I have the funniest story actually about writing in books it's a little bit different than like writing in you know, like a novel, but when I was at university, I was at like a study group with three other people who were in the same class as me and we were preparing for an exam and I was like writing notes in a separate notebook looking at my textbook and the girl, she was sitting across from me and she just got out a highlighter and highlighted something in her, you know, a hundred and fifty dollar textbook and yeah. I gasped so loudly that <laughs> oh all three God. of them looked at me like, oh my God. Like I was clearly like so offended by this. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I don't write in books. You don't. No, no, no. But I'm started. also more of a physical book reader. Like I don't think writing the notes in the Kindle is quite the same as no, you know writing not. all over a physical book. It's a bit different. Yeah.
1: I've started like underlining in pencil um in books which I think Caitlin was appalled by I
0: couldn't um, believe you started doing <laughs> it
1: no. but you know if it's a book that I know that I'm going to keep and um you know just really amazing lines or a quote or something I'll just like underline it in pencil
2: I don't yeah. know why
1: I just I think I wanted to prove to myself that like the world that wasn't you going could to end if I wrote yeah my book. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I've never been one for actually, like at least with underlining, you don't have to, because I'm so I'm so um, pedantic about not cracking the spine. Like at least if you yeah. underline, you don't have to like fully crack the book open. But I can't, I also can't think of anything intelligent to say that I think, oh my gosh, yeah. someone could find this book in a secondhand bookshop in 50 years and be like, wow, so insightful and intelligent.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: I don't have anything like that. But if I found a book in a bookshop like that had little notes in the margin and stuff, I would find that a lot more charming than – one that yeah. did so it's yeah, sort of definitely. funny like I want to be the person who can annotate books but I can never think of anything clever to say so yeah <laughs> I stick to just <laughs> underlining
3: <laughs> the, uh, the only thing that I really do is um whenever I gift a book to someone I always write a nice note in the front of the book That's a really um, nice except I did annotate a whole book every single page of the copy of, of oh, the book of yes. while you were reading for me as a gift which yes. I was very
0: proud of <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's really – see, again, you guys being so cute.
2: Honestly, it's
1: so surprising that you guys aren't, like, twins. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, it's amazing.
2: We're slowly, slowly morphing into each other. It's not long now.
1: <laughs> the, the big question is, are you going to keep writing
2: books together? You can see how codependent we are. We definitely – we would love to. We're, yeah. um, yes, we're in the process of, of starting to think of a, another story. We've got a couple of um, ideas – But we just gave you one before, also.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Brilliant idea
2: there.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you don't go for that, we're (laughs)
2: not. Yeah, we would love to write another another book together. So yeah, hopefully, maybe even this time next year. Who knows? (laughs) I
0: know. Maybe. I was going to say you probably want to take a bit of a break, though. It's been a crazy couple
2: of years. It definitely has been. Why are we thinking of another book already?
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Better Words. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you left a rating or review on iTunes. It really would mean the world to us.
0: And you can also find us at our website, betterwordspodcast.com, and on social media at @betterwordspod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Bye! Bye!